News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Do business your way with Vodafone Red Business. Over to Boston we go. Kevin Collins on the line. Good afternoon, Kevin. How are you, Jonathan? I'm very good. Uh, we're going to talk about a few mayors, uh, the first of which is, is, is a good guy by all accounts, the new Boston mayor with strong Irish roots. Who is he? His name is Marty Walsh. Uh, he is the son of immigrants from Connemara. He speaks a bit of Irish. And, uh, you know, it's sort of like stop the presses. Boston has an Irish mayor. But uh, <laughs> we haven't had an Irish mayor now for 20-odd years. And uh, Tom Menino, the guy that is going out. He was the first Italian mayor in the history of the city. But it's back to the future here in Boston. But as I wrote about when Marty was, you know, what got through the preliminary, uh, his co- competitor was a guy named John Conley. And a lot of people rolled their eyes and described these guys as, oh, just two more Irish, you know, Catholic Pauls. But that's very, very unfair to both of them. And, and especially Marty. Marty is a guy that lives in Dorchester. His most of, he, he would be in a, a community where he knows everybody. He knows blacks, Hispanics, uh, Asians, you name it. And that really is what carried Marty to victory. I mean, I was there. I brought my son, Brendan, who my, Brendan, whenever Brendan and Marty get together, they speak a little Irish to it. It's a, it's a hoot. And uh, I brought Brendan to, to watch this, and he, he was remarking on stage. Everybody on stage was like a different shade of, of color. It was just it was a mix. And it looked like Boston. And that's why Marty won, because not, he didn't win because he's Irish. He won in spite of it. Yeah, well, it's a, it, it's a, good, uh, a good victory for an Irish-American politician. Um, I just want to briefly turn north of the border from where you are right now. Let's listen to uh, quite a different mayor, uh, the mayor of Toronto. I think everybody's seen um, the allegations um, against me today. I, I wish I could come out um, and, and defend myself. Unfortunately, um, I can't because um, it's before the courts. I have no reason to resign. I'm going to go back, I'm going to return my phone calls, I'm going to be out doing what the people elected me to do. Kevin, Rob Ford, the Toronto mayor, gives jockeys you-know-whats a bad name. This guy has admitted smoking crack. There's a video out there where he's threatening to kill somebody. Um, He had denied smoking crack repeatedly. And uh, he says he's hanging on. And more importantly, his approval rating has gone up. What in the name of all that's holy is happening in Toronto? The funny thing is it's so un-Canadian. Canadians don't do this kind of stuff. I mean, sex scandals, yeah, and that's usually in Quebec. But this is very, very unusual. <laughs> Jesus, um, that's a throwaway and, and, comment that on this side of the pond we mightn't get, but go on before we say anything else. <laughs> the, the other thing is, like I said, this reminds me very much of the series, uh, situation in the 1990s when the mayor of Washington, D.C., Marion Barry, got caught on tape smoking crack. And uh, he uttered the infamous line because the FBI used a woman to basically lure him into a hotel room and smoke crack with him. And he said, bitch, set me up. And that kind of became a, a catchphrase throughout America. And I'm wondering if the same thing is going to happen in, in, in Canada. I actually do think that there is going to be enormous pressure on him from business interest and uh, trade interest in Toronto. I'd be very surprised if that guy's the mayor in, in a month.
because I, yeah. I, it, it, you can see it happening. They're going to do something to get rid of him, and they might recall him. I also think that the polls showing, you know, uh, that his popularity has gone up. I think that is going to that that's going to go away as soon as people see there's real uh, issues involved. The woman that runs the Chamber of Commerce said they've had cancellations of of conferences there, and people are embarrassed by the whole idea that the mayor of Toronto is a crackhead. Let's go back to your side of the border again. The Tea Party very nearly won in the race. What was it for the governorship of Virginia? Yes, and Virginia, have to understand, is very. To me, it's sort of it, it really encapsulates America because it's very divided. Uh, every race there is very, and, and it's it's feast or famine, or it's one side of the coin or the other. I mean, a few a few years ago, they elected the first uh, black. Uh, governor in Virginia, a uh, guy named Wilder. And and then they turn around, and a guy like this almost wins. And this guy, even by Tea Party standards, he is way, way out there. I mean, he's basically against contraception. He thinks that uh, he's talked, he's compared, you know, it's all about God, and, and it just makes, you know, it makes half the population recoil. It makes half the population run towards him, and I'll do you know, almost an adulation. So it's a, it's kind of scary. I would say that he got that close, and really, the, the, the problem. Uh, most of the guys I know, Republican strategists, they were hoping he was going to lose by quite a bit, because yeah. they thought that that would repudiate the Tea Party. This has only encouraged them, and they're saying the only reason that they won that the only reason the Democrats won is that he had more money. They're ignoring, yeah. like I said, the, the I think we're, I'll segue into our next section, the elephant in the room, which is the GOP is still at war with itself. It's a civil war, and the mainstream Republicans are just wringing their hands because even they look at the Tea Party and know that this dooms them for any national election. As yeah. long as the Tea Party remains a big part of the GOP, they will never win a national election again. Americans are not going to, the majority of Americans are not going to vote for a party that's aligned with some of these nutbags. Yeah, well, democracy is the devil, as it was proved in Virginia. You mentioned the elephant in the room and the reason for that. Chris Christie, uh, the governor of, he's New Jersey, is he? Is yeah. it New Jersey? Yeah. He appeared yeah, on the Jersey. cover of Time and magazine. New Jersey, is a, New Jersey on, sorry, is an yeah. overwhelmingly blue state. It leans Democrat. And uh, Christie just had a resounding win and was reelected. And that's sort of, you know, Jonathan, you and I have talked about this since the, the last presidential election. Where were the Republicans going to go? Were they going to follow the sort of Sarah Palin remnants of that party that, that talk about God all the time and then talk about gays praying them straight and all this craziness? Or were they going to follow a pragmatic, middle-of-the-road guy like Christie, who actually had the audacity to thank President Obama for coming to New Jersey with aid after, after uh, that? He introduced him to Bruce Springsteen. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> exactly. But I think Christie, to me, is the future of the of the Republican Party because, hey, listen, on fiscal issues, he is very conservative. And he's he's been very hard on the teachers' union in that state, and he's unapologetic about it. And he believes in the whole idea of reducing taxes and, and reducing services if necessary. So he's very fiscally conservative. And he actually just opposed gay marriage, uh, even though I think that was really a bone to the okay. base for him. And but 
he is the future because he is a pragmatic guy. He's not afraid to work with Democrats. And the, the idea that the Republicans want to be seen, want to continue this obstructionist point of view, that's not going to get them elected at a national level. And Christie realizes that. The question is, will the Republicans nationally embrace Chris Christie? And I don't mean to be flip at all, but will Americans embrace a guy that is really, you know, obese? And that's yeah, an issue for him, and it will not go away. Yeah, which is why the Time magazine had the elephant in the room as the caption over the picture that, uh, that he had uh, after winning that. We leave it there. Kevin Connor of the Boston Globe. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Good man. All the best. News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Do business your way with Vodafone Red Business.